Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Anna Staver, and this is Ohio Politics Explained, a podcast where you give us 15 minutes and we give you all the news you need to sound smart and impress your friends when you go out this weekend. Welcome back to another episode of Ohio Politics Explained, the illegal wildebeest edition. This week, we're diving into how the House version of the budget will impact you, who is officially running for Ohio's U.S. Senate seat, how close we are to seeing an August special election, and whether a claim about the abortion access amendment is true. And on this incredibly beautiful and pollinated afternoon in April, I'm joined by reporter Haley B. Miller. Hello, good to be here. Our first topic is Republicans in the Ohio House and Senate who want to make it harder to change the state constitution, raising the bar for voter-approved amendments from 50 plus 1 to 60 percent. They say the constitution is not meant to be a policy document. But Democrats find the timing of this a little suspicious. The GOP wants to call a special election in August, three months before voters are expected to decide whether to put abortion access protections into the Constitution. So, Haley, you've been covering this. Where where do we stand? Yeah, so lawmakers came back from like a couple week spring break and really went full force with this this week. The Senate passed their version of the resolution and the legislation that would allow for the August election yesterday, um, again, to the objections of Democrats. It's interesting because this really only had a few hearings and, you know, it had enough hearings to get to the floor, but they... You know, we're not shy about the fact that they are fast tracking this because they do have a deadline to meet um, for an August election if um, they want to give the boards of elections sufficient. It's May 10th, right? Yeah. So just a couple weeks away. Yep. Yeah. Secretary of State Frank LaRose has said, look, we can put on an August election, but we need 90 days to do it. And then over in the House, they were also haggling over their version of the resolution. They passed it at a committee, but they haven't done a floor vote on it yet. And the committee hearing got real dramatic. Um, Testimony was cut off after three hours. There were a lot of people who had not yet testified at that point, and they were very frustrated. I wasn't at the committee hearing initially and got down there, and everyone was, like, yelling at each other, and it was a whole to-do. Yeah, Um, Minority Leader Allison Russo, I guess, got into a little dust-up with Representative Ron Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, there were some words exchanged after the hearing, not totally clear what the conversation was, but yeah, tensions were definitely running high. Not totally sure when the House is going to vote on this. There's some debate about whether they have 60 votes. Which is what you need to refer an amendment to the voters. So yeah, I, I've heard anything from we've got 60 to they don't even have 50. It's like the vote counts are all over the place. Right. And it's worth noting the Republicans do have a supermajority in the House right now, but All of them aren't automatically on board with this. There are some differences of opinion, some different factions of the House Republicans, as we have talked about before. So they still have some debating to do. And I, you know, House Speaker Jason Stevens reiterated yesterday that this isn't really coming to the floor unless they have the votes to pass it. 
Yeah, and he hasn't been a full-throated supporter of this uh, August special election, in particular because Ohio got rid of August elections just a couple of months ago. Yeah, at least most of them. You know, last year, Republicans, including the Secretary of State, you know, were saying that these elections are costly. They're usually not necessary. Turnout is extremely low. LaRose counters that now by saying, well, a statewide election to amend the Constitution, you know, particularly an issue like this, that's getting a lot of play in the media. There will be a lot of turnout. He said maybe even record turnout. You know, we'll see if that happens. But is record turnout for an August election like 25%? I mean, what's the bar for record August election turnout? Yeah, I mean, they (laughs) tossed some numbers around last year. And granted, these were for local elections, but it was like 10% in Hamilton County, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, people are on vacation. They don't want to be thinking about politics. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of... uh human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our second topic gives me a little bit of deja vu because the U.S. Senate race so far, the Republicans that have officially announced that they're running are the same ones who ran for the nomination in 2022. So this week, Cleveland businessman Bernie Moreno announced that he's officially running again and he joins Senator Matt Dolan, who is officially running again. Yep, some of the same faces from last time around. Um, Dolan placed third in the primary last year. He kind of adopted the non-Trump lane among the other Republicans. Moreno dropped out voluntarily a few months before the primary after a private meeting with Trump. And I think, honestly, he's kind of been playing the long game with this. You know, he got tight with Trump. After that race, um, his daughter married a congressman who used to work for Trump. And Trump has already signaled that he's supportive of Moreno's campaign, hasn't issued like a full-throated endorsement yet. But I think Moreno's likely going to be the Trump candidate in this race. And there are a couple other names floating around that didn't run last time. So we'll see if you know, who continues to pop in. Yeah. Secretary of State Frank LaRose and U.S. Representative Warren Davidson are both like considering it or being rumored to consider it. But I have to wonder if Trump sounds or is signaling that he is going to endorse Moreno, like whether that gives some some other folks pause about hopping into this race. Yeah. Moreno, for his part, seems to think it will. He ran into him at an event earlier this week and he said he thinks it's going to be a two person race between him and Dolan. That's wild, considering the last one was, what, seven, eight candidates? Right. And, you know, I think it's beneficial for Senator Sherrod Brown, who's running again, if the Republican primary gets a little messy because it gives him time to just continue doing his thing. I mean, last year's Senate primary was unmatched in (laughs) a lot of ways. We almost had a fist fight. We did, yes. So, you know, probably won't have the same level of fireworks this time around, but it'll be interesting to see if more folks get in. Our third topic is the big bad budget. The Ohio House dropped its version of the two-year state budget this week, and it included a raise in the base salary for teachers, tax cuts, a new start date for deer hunting season, moving the presidential primary from March to May. I mean, it. I mean, it's 5,300 pages. It's a big document, and it's full of stuff. Yeah, 
it seems like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, in terms of like the big spending items, it seems like they kept a fair amount of what Governor DeWine was looking for. They've put forward their own tax reform plan that would not enact a flat tax. It would make some changes to the current. It would flatten, but not make a flat tax. (laughs) It would compress. Yeah, it would compress the bottom two tax brackets into one and lower that overall rate. So they call it like a middle class tax cut, right? Because the top rates would stay the same, but like the, the people making under 90K would essentially get a tax cut. Which, you know, will be a good selling point for Republicans throughout this, I'm sure. But we still got a lot of work to do. I mean, the Senate has to do their own version of it. And then everyone has to come to the table and sort of figure out what's what. But it is interesting to see what's starting to pop up that's not directly related to spending, you know, things like the presidential primary. Yeah, the president, they want to move the presidential primary, which we traditionally have in March, back to May. Senate President Matt Huffman doesn't sound like he's a fan of doing that. So who knows if that stays or where that goes, you know. And neither is the Secretary of State for (laughs) whatever that's worth. Yeah, you know, the governor had put in a statewide ban on flavored tobacco that got taken out. They added a ban for TikTok and other uh, Chinese-owned social media on government devices. There's like, the budget is one of those places where like weird little changes like this just get like shoved. Yeah, it's a good place to, you know, because Ohio generally has a one subject rule for most legislation. But with the budget, kind of anything goes to some extent. Yeah. One thing they did take out is that parental consent on social media. They took it out of the budget, but not because they're not going to do it, but because they're going to do a separate, more restrictive bill. So that was kind of an interesting twist. So they're like, we're taking it out to give this more like oxygen rather than doing it in the budget. But yeah, they they kind of monkeyed with some of the education funding. I really won't bore you with what got more, what got less. But like, it'll be really, really interesting to see what the Senate does and then that like mad dash at the end of June to like cobble it together into something that everybody can agree on. Yep. Our fourth and final topic is abortion. So our colleague, Jesse Balmer, did a deep dive this week into one of the biggest questions people seem to have about this proposed constitutional amendment. And that's whether it would get rid of Ohio's requirement that parents give consent for their minor children to have the procedure. So opponents of abortion access in Ohio are already up on television. Like, I've seen the ad. I don't know if you've seen yeah, the ad. Yeah, same. Yeah. Claiming that the constitutional amendment would nullify that state law. And it's like, it's got that, like, scary music. And it says, like, this could be taken away from you. Like, you're right as a parent. But law professors interviewed by the USA Today Network here said they think that's unlikely, right? Yeah. And another thing that's gotten dragged into this, too, is whether, you know, this idea that minors would be able to get gender affirming oh, care yeah. without their parents' consent, which is completely unrelated to the abortion issue. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing in the language that seems to imply that that would be the case. Right. And, you know, these attorneys told Jesse, like, Ohio and Ohio and generally in the world, like, kids don't have a lot of rights. Yeah. There's not a lot that could happen without parental consent. And there's also some question of like, if this got to the Ohio Supreme Court, if a conservative leaning Supreme Court would just blanket give out, you know, more expansive rights when it comes to this kind of thing. So it really does seem highly unlikely, but it's, you know, a a tactic being used. You know, they, the uh, abortion rights folks are still collecting signatures for the ballot initiative. So it's not for sure going to be on the November ballot, but you know, opponents are operating as if 
it's going to be. Yeah. And so just to be clear about the uh, amendment, if it went into effect, if it passed, no law in Ohio, not even the heartbeat bill would actually like change. What would happen is then there would be a way to challenge these laws using this constitutional amendment. And that would work its way through the court system. And arguably something like the heartbeat bill, which, you know, bans basically all abortion after six weeks wouldn't meet the new standards like that. I don't see a world in which that could survive this kind of challenge where the parental consent one kind of gets murky is exactly what you said is that, you know, we can restrict what children wear in schools. That's not a violation of free speech. We can like put all these other parental like uh, controls over them. And so someone would have to sue to get rid of parental consent law in Ohio. And then it would have to go all the way up to the Ohio Supreme Court. And I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but it seems like the professors that Jesse talked to feel like that's a really unlikely situation. Yeah. And one more thing before you go. An Ohio official found himself in prison for using taxpayer dollars to buy a wildebeest. Yep, you heard me right. A Vinton County Township fiscal officer went on an illegal spending spree that lasted about five years, and he bought a bunch of weird stuff, like the wildebeest, for his roadside zoo slash Airbnb. The guy also bought five hot tubs, two snow owls from England, a snow cone machine, a drum set, and a popcorn cart. This is my favorite story. And I love that it was like the fiscal <laughs> officer too, someone who's very aware of public finances and how the system's supposed to work. Yeah, I was also invested in what was happening to the animals at his roadside zoo. Apparently, they're trying to relocate them to like proper animal sanctuaries. But I'm just like, also roadside zoo slash Airbnb, like did not know that existed. Well, and it's interesting too, because after the Zanesville incident back in the day, oh, when yeah. all of those animals died, you know, Ohio was supposed to be cracking down on stuff like this. So just a very weird story. Yeah, and obviously the life lesson is here. Don't buy a wildebeest with taxpayer dollars. Ohio Politics Explained is brought to you by the USA Today Network Ohio Bureau. You can find us on Twitter at Ohio Explained. And if you want to learn more about any of the topics we've covered, check us out online at any of the newspapers in our network, like the Kent Record Courier. That's record-courier.com. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.